Before we get started on this episode of Real Nerds Podcast, remember you can connect to the Real Nerds in many ways. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. You can also call us 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con 2016 and beyond. I am Ryan, and I am joined by two fun-loving nerds. What's up, guys? Hi. It's... Oh, say, say hi, Brad. Hey. Hi, Brad. <laughs> it's the, this is the last, like, uh, podcast. Before film of, of the year. <laughs> what are you talking about, James? <laughs> Just of the year. Of the year, yeah, I know. Like, you know... It seems like it takes forever for our film explosion to come up, and then it comes up really fast. Yeah. And then, then I'm like, fuck! And then I'm like, I gotta make my list, and I'm like, fuck! This year was, uh, I thought this was gonna be a pretty easy year. And then the last few weeks happened, and I'm like, fuck! Yeah, right? Come on! If you're wondering what we do on Real Nerds Podcast, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world, except this week we saw different movies. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, these two guys were lucky enough to get on the road show for The Hateful Eight. Were we? Were you? Find out later when we review the movie. And then I went and saw The Big Short. Cool. So I know you saw it because a friend of mine saw you there. So I know because then you went because then you went to go see Star Wars with him, which I know. Uh, no, we didn't. right? Oh, oh no, he just said he was going to go see you. Yeah, yeah that's right. Today, but uh, yeah, yeah, he also thinks you're Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who does? Taylor. Uh, Taylor. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, the guy who wanted to borrow movies from me and made a dent in my do- door and uh, <laughs> came into my house. Yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. Yep. Anyways. Did it. Um, <laughs> so you... You didn't see the, like, just the anger <laughs> in his face. Yes, it was yeah. palpable. Um, so it was just Christmas, and I, I happen to feel a funny story about why it sucks to be married to me. Uh, we'll decide if it's funny. Okay. <laughs> um, so my wife... Uh, I'm transitioning to a new career, so we decided to make sure that we we spent our money on our boy. You may when you say it that way, it yeah, sounds like you're like broke or like you don't not not just broke, but it sounds like you don't have a job and you've been unemployed for a while. Oh no, that not you literally are like in a thing that like the thing you're doing is way cooler than like I'm transitioning into yeah. a new oh, career. Oh no, when you said transitioning, I was like, oh, he's gonna reveal he's gonna get a sex chain, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, so we decided to take our money and you know just get presents for our boy because me, I don't give a shit, honestly. Uh, I'm you a middle presence all year. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a middle child, so my older brother would always get the best presents, then my little brother would get the best presents, and I get left over. Case in point, no one from my family listens to this, so this doesn't matter. I'm going to tell the story. Sure. Uh, my mom had Christmas, and she made a great dinner. She got everybody gifts. Um, she got uh all the kids gifts. She has you know ten grandkids, so they all got great gifts. For me and my brothers, she got gifts for me and the wives so she got my wife uh an automatic wine bottle opener which looks cool i'm like oh cool whatever um but she also got my brother steve and nathan like oh here's another little gift for you she didn't get me anything 
So I'm just saying, like, you know, so I'm used to not getting gifts. But anyways, um, so my wife, I told did her. She, did she remember you're one of her kids? Sometimes. Does she know that you're her son and that Laura's not her daughter? No. Oh, okay. She loves what Laura more than me. for her all year? <laughs> I do everything for my mom. Do you not bring your son over to her enough? Oh. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Um, but anyways, so I told my wife, I said, you know, I just really just want like Ted too. And that's all I want. I don't care. So, and, uh, so she went to target. Wait, 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 wait. Out of everything you could have, the only present you wanted was Ted too. Well, from my wife, because, you know, I told her just to get Kellen stuff because I don't care. No, I understand that. I'm just saying like, well, I already got mission impossible. So, um, and so I, I said, can't, I can't wait to see your top 10 list. <laughs> so I had her get me Ted too. And so she was at target and she was sitting in the checkout line you know, she had presents for everybody else, and she's waiting to go. And she looked, and she realized she didn't get me the special edition of Ted. So she got out of line, went back and got the steelbook version, and went back in line. Aww. And that's when I know I've trained my wife well. That I don't want any crummy standard edition <laughs> yeah, of the Blu-ray. Some half-ass, yeah. Yeah, I want the steelbook edition. In an alternate universe. If, if, if the, of the fourth best comedy of 2015. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if the only thing I'm getting... Is a Blu-ray of a mediocre comedy from the year? Then I had better get the Steelbook version. A mediocre, strong. I think it's funny. In some alternate universe, it's, it's Christmas morning, and another version of you is opening the regular edition of Ted Two <laughs> and just flipping out. <laughs> I kill <Yeah>. myself. <laughs> what a divorce! Yeah. <laughs> so I just think it's funny that my wife actually recognized that I don't want standard editions of stuff. She, oh, that's good. Yeah, she got out of line and got me the Steelbook. So thanks, honey. It's a nice steel book. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. It looks sharp. I, r- cool. I rarely met a steel book I didn't like. Yeah. Even the Fantastic Four steel book, I'm like, this Dude, is pretty cool. At, at Target, it has like a booklet and everything. I'm like, oh, maybe yeah. I should get that. I mean, man, I hate this movie. Oh, I remember what's inside, though. Yeah. But is there a um, chance it'll go on sale and I'll be able to get it? I did get a coupon for 20% off any Blu ray I want at Target. So if it's on sale and it's like eight bucks, maybe you'll get your tax it. taken off. Yeah. yeah. I realize I'm such a right. I'm such a nerd because like the Blu-ray I was most excited for that I got for Christmas was some like it hot, nice. and then and then I was pissed because the cover is shit. <laughs> it's like this horribly photoshopped. Again. It looks Marilyn Monroe looks like some kind of alien on the front. Oh, like the bummer. best looking woman on the front is Jack Lemmon. I know. I, I my in-laws got me a gift card to Best Buy. I'm going to go get Dial M for Murder Ooh. in 3D. Very nice. Yeah. I don't have a 3D TV, but my in-laws it's have really a, f- 3D. a 3D 4K Sony, so I'll be like, sweet. How's that movie in 3D? Uh, it's <laughs> one- Imagine how cool it is when they dial M. Yes. Uh, in the 50s, 3Ds were really popular. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon and yeah, things like that. Yeah. Of course, so I don't, I don't know how well it works. Movie. I heard it looks really good, though. I don't know. We'll see. I'll go watch it on my in-laws TV because I don't have a 3D TV. Cool. But it's still cool. Um, what else is I going to say? Stay out of my booze. Stay out of your booze? Yeah, it's an old Simpsons joke. Simpsons joke yeah. <laughs> like, really old. I think it's like season four. Uh, I don't think I was born then. Probably not. Brad, did you get anything cool for Christmas? I got three gift cards. Nice. Which is awesome for me. Nice. <laughs> I like picking out my own shit. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Although it's like a little backwards because it's $100 for Target and then 50 for Amazon and Best Buy, which is like I spend way more at Amazon <laughs> and Best Buy than I do Target. So I'm yeah. like... Well, Target They're gets a lot of the exclusives now, though. Huh? Target gets a lot of exclusives now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got uh, Mission Impossible at Target because it comes with an extra hour special feature about the stunts. I'm like, that's pretty much the only reason I want to watch behind the scenes is I want to see how they did shit. 
And it's pretty awesome. Either that or, like, people are trying to encourage you, like, hey, maybe you should buy, like, some clothes or, like, you know. <laughs> maybe something other besides jeans and black t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so comfortable and affordable. Um, I was browsing online, and there's, like, a lot of the larger, expensive Lego sets. Ooh. That, but at the same time, I'm like, man, 100 bucks, I should check, spend it on film equipment or something. Check, check, uh, check the prices, though, because sometimes the Lego sets are... More expensive at retailers like that, like yeah. like uh, Amazon's never buy Legos on Amazon. Price is always like an extra seven percent because I don't think they have a I don't think they have a deal with Lego, so they buy it through a reseller. That Wally Lego set is like seventy bucks. Yeah, and I was like, mm. yeah. Well, if you want something cool, you get it. But you know, if you want to get something lame, but Target has the Tumblr. Tumblr. Oh, so I get half off. <laughs> it was funny. I was when I went shopping at Target. You know, I'm picking out toys for Kellen. Yeah. And I went in this Lego section because they have a Lego Junior set that's Spider Man versus the Green Goblin. Yeah. With the actual Green Goblin because now they always have the Ultimate Green Goblin, which is fine. But I like the classic one. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get that for Kellen and pretend it's for him. But I'm really going to build it for me. They didn't fucking have it anymore. That's well, pissed. Um, there's a. There's a Spider-Man and Green Goblin Duplo set that he'll actually have fun with. He's gonna be he's gonna be incredibly bored by juniors. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even Layla, I still get her Duplos because the Duplos she can play with. Like the 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 Lego Junior sets are cool for like me. I know, um, James, I'm getting it for me. I'm just saying it's for him. Oh, but I'm okay, getting it for oh. me. <laughs> but there's a what is I'm there a Duplo is, where, with classic Green Goblin? Uh, yeah, because I got it for Layla for Christmas. <laughs> okay, as long as it's classic Green Goblin. Uh, yes, I believe so. I'd have to look at it again, but like, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a Duplo version of Green Goblin, you know, cool. so he's a little bit, you know, wonky looking. You know what I should do? comes with a glider. Uh, classic Green Goblin. Yeah. What I should do is take my hundred bucks and just find all the Ray black action figure, black series action figures, buy them all up with my hundred bucks and then resell them on eBay. For See, I was looking for that. I actually, I wanted to go to the Disney store because they have an exclusive Ray at the Disney store with BB-8. I have it. You son of a bitch, you didn't the, even think of me. The diecast version? Uh, whatever it is, I'm not sure. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like reselling on Amazon for like 70 bucks. <laughs> on, on Christmas, and it wasn't a Christmas Eve, but we do that thing where we go to the mall and walk around the mall mm-hmm. like uh, the week before Christmas. And this year I was I was walking through and we go to the Disney store and I saw it and I'd, I'd wanted it for a while and I was like, oh, today could be a day. Like I think it's on sale, you know, um, but I didn't want to stand in line. So I sort of encouraged my niece, like, "Hey, don't you want you want something? You want uh, how about this shirt? You want an R two D two shirt? <laughs> oh, you do? Okay, good. Now, J- now, Uncle James has got to stand in line now. Well, well, I'm if here, I have so to I, stand in line yeah, anyway, I like, guess I'm here. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I guess I'll get this ray. That's pretty cool. So, uh, you know what? We're talking about Star Wars. Let's go right into real news. Cool. <laughs> in other news. The Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today, and my tiny little nipples went to France. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. It's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! Everyone, it's the ghost of Stonewall Jackson! I like a do... Da cha cha. I'm sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. Do you guys know that Star Wars broke a whole bunch of records? <laughs> yeah, it's no. literally the only news this week. It is. <laughs> um, I'm going to see if they have uh... Friday's updated yet. Yeah, or Saturday. I guess. Saturday. Yeah. I mean, oh. I'm on. The I, was looking, Friday. I was oh, looking at man. it last night. Um, but... um, I don't think they have it updated yet. Um. 
It's a poop ton of money. Yeah. It's, it's gotten to $400 million in half the time that Jurassic World did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I'm looking at... Oh, yeah, no, this is updated at least from last night. So... It's at five hundred and forty-four million domestically. Oh yeah, that's and five hundred and forty-six million worldwide, or uh, foreign. I mean, wait, so, wait five forty domestically. Yeah, five forty-four domestic. So they were worldwide. The number on they, there? they broke a billion dollars. Yeah, yesterday. the weekend it did one hundred and fifty-three. Oh man. Yeah. Or is it one hundred fifty-eight? Let me zoom in. Jeez. I thought I was gonna do like ninety to one hundred, but <laughs> an extra fifty. Mm. And we only care about this because, obviously, uh, as everyone knows, the amount of money your movie makes uh, determines the quality of the movie. So, yeah. well, it, not, no, not, it, it just reinforces how great the um, Star Wars universe is. And for anything to take um, the pretentiousness of Titanic and Avatar down a peg, I'm all for. Yeah, I just really wanted to, like all I want is for everyone listening to go see it again, so that that like I'm gonna see it at least two or three more times because I want it to break Avatar. Like this is the closest we're gonna ever get. You know what's crazy? It's only been 10 days, and it's only um, yeah. $220 million away. It sounds silly that, like, only 220 but it's only been out for 10 days. Yeah. Nothing else comes out in January, really. Well, I just, like, like there is some, like, there was some news where Star Wars gets really big, and then all of a sudden, James Cameron comes out of the cracks and is like, not, not just, not just is he like, hey, I want to talk about Avatar, but he's like, hey, I picked a date, mm-hmm. Christmas 2017. What? That's when the record gets broken again. That's when. That's when the next Star Wars movie is probably coming out. You fucking dumb shit. I think the next one's in May. Still, whatever. But, yeah, it's the same year. I don't think anyone like, cares enough about an Avatar 2. No. Honestly. No. I mean, I think uh, the, the ironic thing is, is Disney's opening Avatar World <laughs> in Animal Kingdom. So all they're doing is... Hey, it'll be really easy to convert to more Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Um, I really think, though, the Avatar World at, to Animal Kingdom is more about conservation. I don't think oh, it's... Oh, totally. Like, it is. Yeah. You know, because like I think that's a part of that movie, Nobby. right? Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Yeah. I haven't seen it since it came out in 2009, and James let me borrow it, and it's still, like, on my shelf. Oh, so shit, really? When I have three hours, I'll oh, definitely man. watch it. That means I, I de- I'm running out, I'm out of Blu-ray uh, room on my Blu-ray shelves that mm-hmm. I built, so I gotta build some more ones. Um, and now realizing that you have my giant avatar set means that I'm really out of Yeah, and I have your League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, too. Ah, oh, son of a bitch! Don't worry. When I get back my Song of the Sea, I'll, I'll but I'm I sure you get that. One. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I haven't even been able to watch that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen since I bought it because no? we had it the whole time. Man. Yeah. What? What? How like, do you what am I going to do? Oh my goodness! Can you believe that Sean Connery's last movie? It's not. He did a voiceover for some shit uh, kids movie. Did he? Uh huh. It's not his last credit anymore. No. Um. Yeah. So. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's really nothing else because it's Christmas. It's Christmas, and Star Wars is just <coughs> dominating everything. Though, you know, we didn't talk about the Star Trek trailer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's actually, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. I don't know, why is it so bad? I don't understand. Um, I, I don't think it's bad. I think it's different. Yeah, that's the and thing. I know is why. It, I, think, I think after two movies, Star Trek fans really wanted, like, they wanted a Star Trek movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, not that you said it was bad, but, like, there's nothing but, like, Venom from yeah no it's, it's, it's uncalled for it's uncalled for um yeah and your thing is really good and the your your little like video of taking Jakino's score and laying it underneath is a a brilliant move to prove like hey this is not really a bad trailer yeah the the issue is that it is a it's an action heavy trailer um with a with a title card that says from the director of Fast and Furious like everything about that tells Star Trek fans to fuck off. 
but that's stupid because they also just, they all went go to go see a, a movie this week, uh, a Star Wars movie directed by the guy who directed Felicity. So people need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, guess what? The guy who directs the Fast and Furious movies is a good director. Not all Fast and Furious movies are good or for you. But that doesn't mean he's a bad director or going to make a bad Star Trek. Oh, that's movie. like a legit. That's what people are arguing about. No, it's just one of the. Him. It's one of the things about the trailer that like but, puts people off and makes them want to not like it. Yeah, but you're talking about the Star Trek fans. I mean, you have to sell the movie yeah. to the masses. You can't Agreed. because I'm sure that movie costs 200 Agreed. million dollars to make. But even my, even my mom saw that trailer and was like, "Wait, it's not directed by J.J. Abrams." I was like, "No, this one's not. He made Star Wars." And she goes, "Okay," like literally that was her reaction. I was like, "Oh man." Like, I don't know. Who directed Star Trek VI? Uh, uh, Nicholas Meyer. Oh, yeah. People who don't know anybody. So right. it doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Like, we, we won't know until we get it. And real... that's what I'm saying is Star Trek VI is a good movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's not like, like we need Nicholas Meyer back in the fold. Even my and first it's... reaction to it was like, what the fuck is this? And then I just kind of sat back yeah. and, like, realized, yeah. you know, it's really mostly just that music. And, yeah, there's a motorcycle in it. So that... And there's, it's it's an action heavy trailer, but isn't it's doesn't Kirk it's not, drive a motorcycle in the first Star Trek reboot? Uh, yeah. yeah, and he's he drives he well he doesn't drive a motorcycle he steals a car and he's listening to that song. So yeah. there's a reason why that song is there. Like it? Oh no, he does drive a motorcycle. He drives that hovercraft to the yeah. ship. Yeah, that's right. I was I was thinking of the, yeah. the he gets chased by a robot on a motorcycle when he's driving the car. Mm-hmm. That's why I get confused. Yeah. And yeah, he listens to that exact song. Right, like it's part of a character. Right, thing, so. Yeah, it it's it's not a bad in a year where we get a lot of shit, fucking shit trailers, um, and some that like, like like I I got to see the World of Warcraft trailer twice in theaters last week because it was in front of both Star Wars. I, I'm on the fence on that movie, but I mean, it, it's not the worst trailer, no. but it does not play for shit. No, no one cares. Like it's a I saw it's a trailer, good trailer yeah. only for Blizzard fans. You know, I was um, stoked when I was at. Uh, the big short they played the nice guys red band trailer oh, and it killed you. in a theater i it hate you killed. and it was at an amc i couldn't believe it they showed the green band trailer in front of something i saw and I, yeah. it was so bad man but uh yeah in a year where the trailers have been really really bad if you um, wait this is not one of them march you'll probably get a classic star trek trailer no oh, yeah so yeah, yeah. right Show now up. i mean it's still so far away they're just like oh this is we made this movie and here's what it is yeah, yeah. Like, like just trying to get your attention like hey this is coming out you guys get are ready talking, you guys are talking about star wars why don't we make one that maybe appeals more to a star wars fan than a star trek fan yeah that, you know like that come on guys. i'm really disappointed that with all the star wars screenings i've seen <laughs> i haven't seen the star trek trailer oh. in any of it I, I did when i went i went to the imax 3d the other day and I, that was the one time that i did imax 3d you say uh-huh uh, what we've they're, been watching. That's, that's they're sh- they're shooting today. all of Infinity War on IMAX cameras. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both parts. That's cool. That's like really the <laughs> other news I even remember. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Star Wars is making shitloads of money. Go Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Yep. Go see some yeah, Star Wars. Forty-four million dollars. <laughs> a lot of money in ten days. Uh, yeah. It's uh. And that's just yeah. an estimated, probably, right? That's estimated. Yeah. Like, I remember last week, usually they're pretty spot on with their estimates because they just average them out. Yeah. But they were off by $8 million last week. Yeah. Like, they underestimated it. And wow. Disney continues to underestimate how it's performing, which is fine. I mean, the only reason they do is because they have to answer to stockholders. But, right. But if it makes more money, then it makes them look that much better. And they need it because Tomorrowland came out. Yeah. And they're losing money on the good dinosaur. Actually, Tomorrowland almost made $100 million. That's not like a bomb at all. Mm. When it, eh, it costs it, so much money, though. Yeah, and there's a lot of marketing costs on that movie. 
Because they, they like you go into a Disney store, there's like all kinds of Tomorrowland toys and all kinds of shit that they did. In the clearance um, section. <laughs> no, there's like a whole section. I, th- I think there's there there may be like a kid show or something that they're doing. Uh, oh, there is. Because, there is. Yeah. There's a kid show that's like it's a it's like a Ben 10, but with yeah. Tomorrowland. Right. Yeah. No, there's just a lot of movies on that list that would kill for that kind of like even oh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic no. Four did better than a lot of like really great movies. So yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, Disney knows how to market. Yeah, at least you get ninety million. <laughs> yep. Well, actually, no. Disney doesn't know how to market because they didn't know how to market Tomorrowland. Like that was a poorly marketed movie. Well, I think they did the best what they could with that movie. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. Because that movie is. I mean, this week I watched. So. <laughs> This is what we've been watching. Good. Oh, we got movie signs. This is my boomstick. I love being a turtle. You're getting your wishes, so stay out. Great Scott. The line must be drawn. Yeah. Damn you all hell. And you will know my name is the law when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Now you're getting nasty. I was just going to say, uh, I'll just do this one. So I couldn't sleep the other night. I, maybe Christmas Eve. I don't know why. And so oh, I was like, man. Santa was on your roof? He was. <laughs> and I was worried he ran over my grandmother. Um, He's like, Ryan, Ryan, like, I'm so sorry. Anybody, that classic country song, Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. You can say there's no such thing as Santa. As for me and Grandpa, we believe. Don't worry, it's playing. Okay, cool. Um, so I couldn't fall asleep, and so I said, you know what? Um, I've already seen Apollo 13 a couple months ago, but I feel like watching, you know, like just space exploration, and this will help me fall asleep. False. Because you watch it, because it's two and a half hours, and I'm like, what's oh, a two and a half hour long movie? Yeah. Maybe it'll help me unwind. But then you're like, oh, wait. Wait, Gary Sinise can't go into space? How are they going to get this square peg into this round hole? Yep. And then it was a horrible decision, and I ended up watching the whole movie and went to bed, like, at 2.30 in the morning. Um, That's a horrible decision that, you know, I shouldn't have watched it before I went to bed. I should have put in, like, Lawrence of Arabia or something, but... The second half, you'd be asleep in minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'll talk about a few things, because we didn't do this last week. Uh, I'm going back through uh, 2015, and I watch Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. Oh, the Eli Roth movie. Yeah. Eh, it's not that bad. The one where he gets raped? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't get raped. Whatever. At the beginning, he he invites these girls in, and they're all flirty with him. And he's he's like an architect, guys, and his family's away for the weekend. And uh. so it's pouring rain, and these super hot chicks come in and bone him. And then he wakes up, and they're making a mess out of his kitchen and acting all crazy. He's like, "You need to get the fuck out! Get the fuck out!" And then, of course, his wife FaceTimes him right then and there. And so he has to go outside and take the call, and they won't leave, and then they start torturing him, and then they they videotape him, like, tied up, and the other girl fucking him, <laughs> and then they put it on Facebook, and at the end, they're gonna kill him, so they bury him up to his neck in, um, like, the ground, and they put the phone on there, and they post it on Facebook, and it's... <laughs> so they're gonna I'm gonna spoil it for you they're gonna kill him and then they they don't they say we just wanna teach creepos like you a lesson this is what happens when you mess around with us and so they leave and so he's trying to get his hand out of the um, ground and he can barely get it out and he goes to delete the post and all he does is he hits and says you liked this and then like the fee goes you're fucking sick you like this and it's pretty funny 
Um, and that was the whole point of the movie. Like, just, you never know what's going to end up online. And huh. his wife came home. But I think he could talk his way out of it. Like, look, honey, I'm buried in the backyard. They, because they trashed yeah. the house. Right. Be like, and they trashed, she's like an artist. They trashed her art and yeah. they killed like her assistant. You're like, uh, honey, I didn't do anything. They forced me to the, do it. The video is me tied to the bed. Yeah. Like, he's tied to the bed. I mean, he's yeah. all right. He, yeah. I like to think of the sequel as him getting out of it. Yeah. It's just a long dialogue script. And it's called Knock it's, Knock. And it's, it's, it's who's there? Aaron Sorkin's script where yeah. like he's walking around the house with his wife exactly. like, convincing her like, come on, honey. <laughs> exactly. That's what has to happen. I, I'm pretty sure that's what has to happen. Yeah. Um, I watched the, uh, I've actually never seen this slasher classic. It's called Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, yeah. Which is from 1980, I believe. And it's, <laughs> so it's pretty cheesy. Uh, the, the gore effects in it are really good. Um, but in it, some kid, this family's like driving home and Santa, a dude dressed up as Santa, his car broke down and he walks up to the side of the car. He's like, oh, can we help you, Santa? He's like, yeah. And he pulls out a gun and shoots the dad. <laughs> and so the kid gets out and hides. And, uh, so the Santa's like, where are you at, you kid? And then the mom is inside the car and he pulls her out and for some reason rips off her top just so you can see her boobs and then cuts her throat. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's just for, it's the most gratuitous nudity I've seen in any movie because then the kid is like in foster care and he's an orphan at, uh, um, you know, like an orphanage where that's run by nuns. And then there's this random scene of this nun fucking this guy that he watches the little boy. So though that nun gets kicked out. And then later there's another just topless girl who doesn't want to have sex. It's weird. It's just an excuse to have a bunch of topless girls. And then the, the orphan guy becomes like a Santa killer. And, and at the okay. end, he gets shot and dies, and he drops the axe, and then it focuses in on another orphan kid. Dun, 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 dun. Sequel. So is it, so is it like an evil version of the Santa Claus? Where, like, if you if you kill Santa, if you kill evil Santa, you become evil Santa? Like, that'd be cooler if it was Krampus, <laughs> but it's not. It's uh, uh, just some crazy kid who hacks people up. In really gruesome ways, though. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty well done. Okay. Um, it's it's one of those movies that slasher fans are like, oh, this movie's really good, and it's really not a good movie. It just has like cool special effects. Yeah. Um, because I, I love horror films, right? But I don't. I'm not a big fan of like the super gory, just because it's gory horror, right? Because whatever. But I mean, I like Friday the Thirteenth, but I think Jason's a cooler character than a killer Santa. I yeah. Don't know. And in so much as funny because they have this uh, interview with the director on it. And it's a phone interview. Well, it's cool that they got him. And he said, yeah, I really just like the image of Santa carrying a bloody axe. And that's the basis for the movie. Yeah. And this guy's actually, I went and looked him up on IMDb. He did like a bunch of like uh, uh, sitcoms and stuff. So, I mean, he's, huh. he's had another career. So good for him. Cool. Uh, my comic movie binge continued with the 2010 thriller uh, Priest or 2009. I don't remember. <laughs> with... Uh, Paul Bettany, yeah, as a priest who hunts vampires. Is that the one that had the like the the grandma lady whose jaw gets big and climbs on the ceiling? No, that's Legend. Or... That's Legion. Legion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, never, never yeah they're basically. I've seen them both. I don't remember Legion very well, but I remember they're in a diner. Yeah. Um. This one takes place in the post-apocalyptic world, guys. Oh. And it's like Mad Max world. Uh. Yeah. Mad Max was shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> So in it, the church runs everything because 
the vampires are out and about and they attack people. And the only people that protect them are the priests, who are these, like, badass, like, ninja warriors with super powers, I guess, because they can jump really far and throw, uh, crucifixes that are, like, um, uh, shurikens. So, like, so they can be in 3D, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's basically, and it's funny because I'm watching it and it's made by Screen Gems. And I'm pretty sure Screen Gems, all their movies are, like, Resident Evil, underworld like clones and all they do is just branch off because it's all that bluish gray black color um priest was rated pg-13 in the theaters but i got the unrated blu-ray and there's like tons of cgi blood like that they just added (laughs) unrated (laughs) unrated so like you'll see like the monster get hit in the head with a, a crucifix and all of a sudden like this really horribly rendered blood like spurts out like it's really bright red and it doesn't match anything so it's unrated um and if you can think of a cliche thing for the priest to say he would say it so there's a sheriff that he meets up with and of course the priest works alone Uh, god won't save you (laughs) yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that line's (laughs) in the movie it is because uh carl urban plays the bad vampire guy because uh he was a priest but he was captured by the vampires and in this, the vampires don't have any eyes or like noses. They're like just like monsters, just CGI monsters. Yeah. Um, and he gets captured and obviously he's the bad guy because the opening is like five minutes of them trying to get to the hive and Carl Urban gets like taken away really fast. And so because who he is, and I know I'm like there's no way Carl Urban's only in this movie for five minutes. He's probably like some bad guy in it. Yeah. And yeah, he shows up later as a bad guy because the queen didn't want to kill him. So she gave him he's her. Carl Urban. Yeah, she gave him his blood, and now he can walk during the day. So what? blade. What? Yeah. Um, the only cool thing they actually did do was the vampires are now on a train, so they take the train tracks to town to town to kill people and not get exposed to the sun. Oh, okay. Like that's cool. Um, too bad the rest of it's shit. Um, yeah, he goes to save his. He says it's his niece, but spoiler, guys, it's actually his daughter. What? The priest has a daughter. And, sacrilegious yeah and you know what the church doesn't believe that, that it's a vampire problem i think it's bandits so at the end of the movie paul bettany walks in with a severed vampire head he's like here's your problem and then the credits roll so i guess there's supposed to be a sequel i don't know i don't think there's gonna be that sounds like shit it is i mean the action i mean it's shot really well but huh. like the script is so cliche written that yeah there's nothing to latch on to there okay. you just you just you just Smile and do it and watch it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows again. Oh, good. Because <laughs> that movie's funny. That's a good vampire movie. Yeah. My wife watched it and she really liked it. So that's, that's when you know the comedy works when Laura likes a comedy because <laughs> yeah. she doesn't laugh, but if she's entertained, then yeah, she'll, uh, she doesn't mind it then. Yeah. And I watched Ted 2 again. <laughs> cool. Um, I still think my favorite line is when they go and see uh, Dennis Haysbert as the doctor and Ted says, oh, what? That's normal, right? He's like, no, that's not normal at all. In fact, when I saw it, I threw up and wanted to quit medicine. <laughs> Just a throwaway line. That's really funny. And the unrated version um, has a lot of extra scenes in it. Like, you finally get to see that truck that blew up in the trailer where they're like, she's like, oh, my God, are they okay? Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, they're all happy singing. They're letting us go. It's like the pot farmer. Um, they actually sing Thunder Buddies at his wedding is another scene. I'd have to watch oh. it again, but there's a lot of little 
like two or three minute extra scenes in them. Yeah. I don't know why they were in the movie. It doesn't really detract from the movie because that whole movie is just a bunch of like sketches anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I watched this week. And a bunch of family guy. Cool. 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 Stewie has babies in this one family guy and they're Brian's and they're like half retarded dog, half retarded Stewie dogs. It's pretty funny. I haven't got there yet. <laughs> like they're walking through a park and uh, they're having this argument, and one of the retarded ones that's blind like walks into a pond and just dies. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has seven of them, and so they're talking. They're like, oh man, there's only four of them left. We're doing a pretty good job watching them. Four? I thought there was five of them. <laughs> no, the one who couldn't hear walked right into a like a lawnmower or something. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Brad, is it you or me? I don't know. Da, 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 da. No, you go first. Okay. I don't know why I, I didn't watch much of anything. <laughs> See, um, I've, I've seen a bunch of shit. I'm trying to remember it all. Yeah, I, I watched a bunch of Family Guy. Um, <laughs> That's why I put it on our Twitter feed so I don't forget. <laughs> and then um, I got caught up on Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. The last episode was pretty awesome. Do you see the... Uh, it's the one where Lucy Lawless finally confronts Ash. No, that's oh, that's this second week. to last. Oh yeah, that you didn't see this week's episode. This week's is the second to last. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, oh so no, no, I'm a week behind on that. Oh, you're a week behind. Yeah. Oh, but so you saw the one where uh, they kill the FBI agent. Yeah, and he Holy fights himself. Holy shit! I was yeah. like, that was actually pretty shocking. Yeah. Well, it got spoiled to me in a Twitter feed, but did yeah. it? Oh. Uh, I was like, oh, I guess I'll find out how this happened. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, I watch that show live, but yeah, I was like, well, they actually. Killed a main character in a pretty fucking <laughs> gruesome way. Eh. Like, was she a main character? Because she didn't really do much, except, for, like... She was like, in every episode, though. Yeah, but we didn't really, like, delve into who she was, other than the fact that she lost her partner and she's sad about it. Yeah. And she wants revenge. I do like the line, too, where uh, Evil Ash says, Or I grew out of a hand, <laughs> a, uh, my severed hand. I mean, what's the big deal? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's pretty cool seeing Ash being ash and and then it's really funny how that's resolved in the next episode yeah um <laughs> it's cool that they bring a little army of darkness into it yeah by having them yeah because they really ash. can't they can't use army of darkness they can use evil dead too but they can't use army of darkness so it's but why now like why now does something grow out of that hand because lucy lawless apparently has had it for like 20 years oh i guess you'll have to watch this week's episode Do they explain it no. no. <laughs> uh, they explained Lucy Lawless, though. So yeah. that's good. At first, when she got thrown in the fire, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. She's got to be coming back. There's no yeah. way that she's in the show and she just gets taken out that easily. I know that she comes back completely naked. All right. She does. <laughs> she okay. looks good. I think she's like 49, 50. Probably. She looks, she looks pretty good. Yeah. Mm. All that black dust on her. Yeah. But no, yeah, that that show's pretty fun. Yeah. I like how violent it is. I gotta check it out. Y- yeah, you should totally. Yeah. I can give you my account if you want to, you know, get stars on the go or something. Well, yeah, I'll figure out a way. You cool. have Plex? I do. Oh, we should share. Uh, <laughs> I I have Rafe's Plex server. So. Me too. Uh, <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so I, it's it's on Rafe's Plex server. I just haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, which is also how. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. So, so his Puck server is also how I watched through uh, the original Star Wars trilogy this week. Mm. Um, because he downloaded on there. I, I, maybe I shouldn't put this on the internet. But uh, somebody that we... Hey, Ryan at 648-something street. <laughs> uh, his phone number is... He found the... What's the, the, these the, cuts the called de-specialized. the despecialized versions. Yeah. Where people took, um, you know, some faceless... 
internet folks uh, took like the best sections of the Laserdisc versions and the DVD versions to create a like a pretty great cut of Star Wars. Um, that so it's got like the good stuff. So like the Rancor scene doesn't have the black lines around it, right? So that that stuff is fixed, but it also doesn't have any of the garbage in it. Um, and uh, that was really fun. Like I've I've I thoroughly enjoyed watching through the Star Wars movies. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> these were great, man. Um, I still basically knew them beat for beat. Like I knew exactly. Like oh yeah, I was like I could have told you what the next line of dialogue was and when the beat was, you know. Um, but it was still really fun to watch them. Um, okay, so I've seen a bunch of stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump over certain things. So like I saw the Vacation remake from this year. Mm. Um, that's a really bad movie. <laughs> Not necessarily the worst movie ever, um, but pretty much everything that Ed Helms does uh, isn't funny. Um, the only funny stuff in the movie is their two sons. Um, the older brother is like... Um, A he, puss. Yeah. Oh, did you see it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It's um, my triple features of the drive-in. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, yeah, so the only funny sequences are where like the younger brother is just complete... He, I keep saying he's like the Taliban of little brothers. Like he's just the worst person. Um, and there's the scene where they're in the car and he just like, and, and the older brother's like flirting with the girl in the other car. And the little brother just like all of a sudden this plastic bag goes over the older brother's <laughs> head and he starts like suffocating him. And he gets it off. He's like, I just wanted to see like, you know, how, how long you could hold your breath. And he's like, fuck, like you're insane. And so he goes back to the window and then a bag goes over his head again. Um, but the best scene is, when the older brother finally stands up to the younger brother and just starts pushing him down into the dirt, and he has this moment of realization where he's like, you're so small. Like, it's so easy to beat you up. Um, and he's, like, wrestling with him and tugging on his ears and going, how do you like that? How do you think that feels? And the younger brother's like, it's just awkward. Like, it doesn't hurt. It's just, like, uncomfortable. I don't know why you're doing this. <laughs> um, like, that part was really funny, but, man, like... Everything else about the movie just doesn't hit at all. The finale is like a slow motion fight over a spot on a roller coaster. Oh, it's so dumb. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I fell yeah. asleep watch like it. when they got to Chris Hemsworth. Like I slept through the whole Chris Hemsworth part. Um, yeah, Chris Hemsworth got some funny stuff. You'd probably did you see when he drives through the cow? No, no. You probably would have. I fell that asleep was like when I guess when they got to that um, the. The hot springs. Yeah. The garbage hot springs. You know when I knew that movie was in trouble? When they stole the joke from 21 Jump Street, where they were saying, this vacation is just as good as the old vacation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh That joke's not funny in the movie. Uh Um, Yeah, so there is a a scene that you probably would have liked where... they're like he's he you know his his wife is really attracted to chris hemsworth character um and so they're having like a bro off you know like a competition sort of thing and so he's like well do you want to come and like um uh uh gather up all the cows in this field with me um so they get on on four by fours and they're driving around like you know driving the cattle around this little thing and uh, Chris or Ed Helms is actually doing an okay job, and he gets distracted for a second, and then he drives into a cow and blows up the cow basically. And then in the next shot, like there he is, like just covered in intestines and blood, and they're like hosing him off. And I was like, oh, oh all right, like it's the closest to a joke that you've gotten. <laughs> um, but everything else is just uh, like the. It's it's amazing that there is a scene in the movie where like they're he's driving and they push the wrong button and the like the seat just turns around 
And like it is the least it's it's an excruciatingly long sequence that's not funny. Um yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um so don't go see that. Um I also I spent a lot of time in like regular theaters this week. So I went and saw Star Wars in IMAX three D. Um which I thought was pretty cool. There was a little bit of ghosting, like the three D wasn't perfect, and I don't I don't know that the 3D is worth it, um, but seeing it on an IMAX screen, especially because I saw it in one of the smaller theaters at the Alamo, so seeing it on a big, big screen was really cool. Um, but, wait, wait. Yeah, Alamo doesn't have an IMAX? No. I saw I, No. Okay. So I saw it on... The first time I saw it, on, I saw it on one of the smaller screens at the Alamo. Okay. So having a chance to go see it at a, at a big IMAX was really cool. But I was, I was at a normal theater. Um and I, I also when we went to see Glorious Bastards today or yeah or yesterday, that hey, was late. also hey late, sorry, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, that was also at a normal theater. I think we know what he thinks about the movie. <laughs> and the, um, you know, the, these are theaters where like you don't get to reserve your seat online, right? Like you mm-hmm. you get there. So like so for Star Wars, I get there like an hour and a half early and like stand in line. This shit is for godless heathens, like. Why does anyone go to a normal theater? Like, <laughs> I, and at the, at the IMAX, the seats already have, like, a number on them. Like, I, I, I never want to stand in line again. And then, so for Hateful Eight, I find, I stand in line, I get inside, I get my seat, fuck. Like, you, they didn't let us into the theater until 20 minutes because the movie's so fucking long that there's no time between them. And so, um, I got 20 minutes, I run outside, there's like three do, all I want, I'm fighting the cold, so all I want is a bottle of water and some Reese's Pieces. Shit I could get from a vending machine. You know, like green and, tea and um, works better than... <laughs> you're, no, not the point. The point was, I could get this shit from a vending machine, but there's like three dudes in line working the thing, and the lines go all the way to the door, and they aren't moving at all, so I stand in line for 20 minutes, don't get anything, go back to my seat and sit there, and just go like, well, I, hopefully I'll get something at intermission. Um, there's an intermission fuck. in it. Yeah, yeah. There's an intermission in it. There's an, and overture, an overture and an intermission. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I I don't understand. Like I I had the most frustrating time this week going to regular theaters. <laughs> like ah, ah, but seriously, anytime I can't reserve my seat before I get there, it's for godless heathens. <laughs> it's just the worst experience. Ugh, like like just people like stampeding over each other and like you know you you get that whole sense of like well if my friends get here after me can they join me in line and all that negotiation bullshit that i used to be really good at back in the day when i saw a lot of movies at normal theaters oh god who cares it's 2015 we need to move on so moving on um i also watched the gift Um, i rented it uh you should check it out it's really good um, so it's Jason Bateman and Joel Egerton, and it's actually written and directed by Joel mm-hmm. Egerton, which I didn't know until it was over. Um, and it's basically a movie about, um, did you J- know he's in Star Wars? Uh, Joel Egerton? Yeah. Really? Where? He's Owen Lars in the prequels. Yeah. I, oh. I found that out this week. Oh, I got you in the prequels. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's fascinating. I didn't realize. That guy grew up to become Joel Egerton. <laughs> Yeah, and he wrote a really good movie that's better than all the prequels. Um, so he, uh, Jason Bateman plays like a guy who was something of a bully when he was a kid, um, and 
what the movie really deals with is, is, the, is this idea of like whether or not uh, you can like put an idea in a or how you can put an idea into somebody's head, especially like when they're a kid or when they're being bullied, and that idea can really like mess with their life. Um, and so there's just you know, um, so you know Joel Egerton is coming around and being creepy, and there's just this like back and forth where you. You just don't really know whose side you're on. Um, but it's a pretty cool psychological thriller. Um, and uh, Rebecca Hall plays his wife, uh, uh, Jason Bateman's wife, and she's fantastic. Um, there's a section where, like, she really kind of becomes the main character. Um, and that, that section is really pretty fantastic. So uh, I, I think it's definitely worth checking out. I mean, you can get it at a Redbox. Yeah, I'm so. going to try to see it this week because I, I know it's, it's one of those movies that did okay it's opening week but it just yeah. had huge legs because everybody started talking about how great it was yeah 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 it's it's uh it's definitely worth it um so uh speaking back to force awakens in 3d yeah do you think uh snoke and maz Kanata looked more realistic uh no damn um but i don't just me i guess i don't well snoke snoke i'm kind of like well you could have I, I think I just don't like the design of Snoke, and I like Ma, the design of Maz quite a bit, so that wins me over. Like, um, not so much the design, but just like, did it look more convincing? Like, um, when I watch in two D, I'm like, oh, there's some CGI characters, but in three D, to me, it seemed like, oh, well, there's some depth and realism to the shot. Not really, no, no, because in the um, did the storm, did the Star Destroyer popping out? Like right in your face. Oh hell yeah! Oh well, yeah. No, the space stuff in in 3D is awesome. Like it's really cool. Um, but like the group I was with, like half of them thought it was cool, and half of them thought that it was kind of blurry and messy. Um, but uh, and pretty much everybody I was with had seen it before. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think for for me, I think it's definitely if if you're gonna see it multiple times, you should one of the times you see it should be in 3D. Um, just because there is some really cool stuff there. Um, seeing some of the, a lot of the space shots in 3D is really neat. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for, for me, like those two characters, I, I just sort of accept it. I'm fine with, um, my problems with, with Snoke are just cause I'm like, well, I just, I don't like, is this, are we going to see this guy at some point? And is he going to look like a cartoon character? I just hope he looks like, cooler when he's, you actually see yeah, him. I mean, yeah. no, cause he's just a hologram, so. Yeah, my my hope is honestly that like that hologram is some kind of farce and that he doesn't look like that. Just because he looks he looks like a silly cartoon character where it's like I've got these weird scars and like you know I'm I'm a funny looking dude. That's what know. the dark side does to you, bro. <coughs> that's fine, but <laughs> whatever. Um, no, 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 that's not what the dark. That's what um, that's what force lightning pushed into a purple lightsaber and then fed back onto your face does to you oh, in a very okay. short period of time. Gotcha. That's what that does. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not what happens. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That was good. Um, and then I also have been watching the Netflix series uh, Making a Murderer, um, which, Ryan, you should totally check out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so very similar to sort of a West Memphis 3 mm-hmm. um, kind of situation. Uh, tells the story of uh, again, is it a documentary. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So it's a it's a ten part, I believe. I think it's nine or ten part documentary um, on Netflix, produced by Netflix. Uh, each episode's about an hour long, and it's about this guy named Stephen Avery in Wisconsin who 
um, is the poor, uneducated owner of a um, like salvage yard. Like his whole family runs a salvage yard, um, and he was uh, wrong, wrong, wrongfully convicted of an attempted rape and spent 18 years in prison for it. They proved that he was innocent. Um, he then sued the local government and. Uh, very shortly, like within a few months after he starts his suit with the local government about like, hey, you did this, and I want to make sure that like people are held responsible for this so that a it doesn't happen to anybody else, and the guy who actually raped or tried to rape the woman that he was convicted for then went on to rape other people, and there were other victims caused by the fact that they mm. uh, they they there was gross misconduct in his original case. So within a few months of him opening the case, he then gets pulled into this murder case as well where um this the the car and remains of a missing woman are found on his land um and as they they go back and forth like it, it's it's a really well made uh documentary they go back and forth on whether or not he is innocent um as more and more of the evidence comes forward it becomes a more disturbing story about um, about like the um, the way that the police behave in this case, the way that evidence is being handled. Um, like it, it is one of the biggest clusterfucks of a criminal case that I've certainly ever heard of, and it's not like I read a whole lot of them, but um, it just seems like. It almost seems like no one in the case is actually paying attention, hmm. um, and very reminiscent of uh, of West Memphis Three because in a similar way, like this is this guy who, because of his socioeconomic standing in the in the community, is being targeted for specific reasons, and he's sort of an outsider. And because he's an outsider, people don't like him. They make assumptions. They point cases towards him, which is how the original one happened. Like. The because they pointed the case towards him and then worked the case towards mm -hmm. him, they ended up proving it's him when it's not. Um, and some would argue that the same thing is happening with this other case. And I haven't finished it yet. I'm about six episodes in. Um, but I'll tell you that last night I got home uh, and like got in bed and ended up watching this show until like one o'clock in the morning, nice. which I shouldn't have done. But I just I couldn't mm -hmm. fall. I, I was like, I just need to know. I need to know how this ends. So I've got like three more. So we need to wrap up this podcast yeah, so I can go home. I'll have to watch it. <coughs> I do like those kind of documentaries. Yeah, you'll you'll really like it. Um, and it's especially, you know, as you're transitioning into a new career, um, <laughs> it's the kind of thing you should check out for sure. Um, because it's the it's the little guys on the ground who make the biggest impact, I think. Um, so They usually do. Yeah. They're called um, first responders. I think... I think that's everything. Yeah, probably. This oh, was, well, I also watched like most of White Christmas and Man White Christmas is fantastic. Um they need to make like cool musicals again. Yeah, they do. And like there's just there's just awesome like long dance sequences and some really genuinely funny comedy. Like what a what a great movie. Yeah. If you've never seen White Christmas and you think it's just a Christmas movie, you need to see White Christmas because it's not really a Christmas movie. I mean it it is. It takes place. Yeah, it is. But like, it's like it's it's like it's like it's a wonderful life. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a Christmas element to it, but it's not all Christmas. It's a Christmas movie that starts in World War II, which is pretty cool. So, it's great. This is what's coming out on Blu-ray. 
Ignition sequence start. Whoa, DVDs. up this page but I didn't, I, I didn't actually like comb through it so i don't know what it is Ooh, this is a good week sicario i will be getting sicario yeah man um and then we is get... sicario on my top oh 10 no list? stay tuned for film explosion oh that's the following week yeah you asshole oh it's because we're it's because we're recording sunday morning so they've already pulled forward okay sorry so this week's not as good i'm sorry this I'm week's so actually... excited to see emily blunt be a badass fbi agent actually this week's really disappointing uh hitman agent 47 uh-huh um kurt russell's bone tomahawk i actually want to see that it's about like cannibals oh okay cool um robert redford's a walk in the woods with nick nolte my mom said that's horrible oh yeah yeah the the photoshop of the cover is is atrocious to be sure um they're just like floating heads that are poorly taped to- oh it's so bad uh, the, uh, the Shameless Season 5. Wow, that's been on for five seasons. Yeah. Um, Heist with, uh, Robert De Niro, uh, and some other people. Um, Season 3 of Ray Donovan, which somebody recommended that I should check out. I like Leo Schreiber. He does really good voiceover work for the History Channel. Really? Yeah, he does the, uh, America, the Story of Us, and he's really good in it. Huh. Uh, The Perfect Guy. Which is uh, my life story? Ha ha ha! Everyone can hear you. Oh, is that is that Tyler Perry's a perfect guy? Uh, probably it sounds like a Tyler Perry movie. I don't I don't want to say it looks like a Tyler Perry movie because that sounds racist. Oh, I don't know. Brad, everyone can still hear you. <laughs> so <laughs> you're the worst person. Uh, <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I think Bree's gonna um, stop by for the film explosion. What, what do you mean? Speaking of which? Oh no, I was just thinking of because uh, <laughs> he mentioned uh, <laughs> Spike Lee's new movie, and Tyler Perry and Spike Lee are like the same. <laughs> um, this is the most racist conversation. No, it's not. Spike Lee and you mean because they're black? If if I said Asian babies creep me out, it'd be racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's in this week's Ash vs Evil Dead. Oh um, my god. <laughs> Uh, all right. So <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I think this is Arrow is doing um Blood and Black Lace. Let me let me click on this one and see who the release is. Who's the A with the little? Yeah, man it's Arrow. It? Is it Arrow? To be different from okay. Blood and Lace from Screen Factory. Yeah, Blood and Black Lace, which is uh, I don't know. It's kind of a cool poster. It's just weird. Um. Season two of uh, Sailor Moon. So if you want that, Brad, that's yours. Um, no, it's not the unicorn one. Uh, I already bought it direct from Japan. So <laughs> oh, good. Oh shit! That's literally like everything this week. <laughs> I forgot what I also watched. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said unicorn. No, because uh, imported. What, you, I, I, what is it? I got Turbo Kid all over. Oh, that's Canada. right. Oh, that's right, man. Steelbook edition. Yeah. Yeah. Then we got a whole bunch of followers who were like. Hey, you like Turbo Kid? Yeah, our yeah. follower was Turbo Kid. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I followed him yeah. back because, and he's like, thanks for the rad refollow. And that <sighs> Consider buying to... the deep, I, just, I bought it already. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it started. I know, I couldn't find it on Amazon. It's not. It, you have to buy it from 
Yeah, what, what's the, what's the story CA. here? Wow. Amazon, Amazon Canada. Is it region free? Uh, yeah. Well, it's region A, so it's oh, all okay. North America. Gotcha. South yeah. America. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't think they're gonna do a North American or an American release. Really? What? Because they have it streaming. You know, you can buy it on Vimeo or whatever. Yeah, but I don't want to buy it on Vimeo. I know that's why right. I bought it in Canada. Does it, does it have special features? <laughs> yeah, they show like all the uh, like lots of like doing the gore effects and things and how much cool. fun. So is it pretty cheap? Because you know Canada doesn't have as much money as we do. Yeah, <laughs> well, you saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the Blu-ray. Huh? Is it is a blue? How did you convert it to American dollars? Is what I'm asking. Oh yeah, it's about the same. Yeah. Oh okay. It's, it's like twenty four bucks or something. Yeah. Amazon does the calculation for you. So. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I gave oh. them my American dollars and I bought their Canadian. I didn't know that Amazon CA would ship to you here. Does it cost extra money? Uh, maybe. Again, I didn't really. Mm. As long as it was like under thirty bucks, I didn't care. <laughs> I gotcha. Amazon's a steel book, so. Hey. So because this week was not very interesting. And next week is the film explosion. Can we talk about what's coming out in a week and a half? Sure. I guess we want to be talking okay. about it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so Sicario is coming out on Blu-ray Sweet. next Tuesday. In two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two a Tuesdays. week. A week from Tuesday. Um, uh, the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which is not a movie anyone should yeah. see. The DVD cover is pretty cool, though. I mean, the Blu-ray cover. It's like yeah. painted and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It looks like a little Goonies cover or something. Um, the Visit, M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit. Which is good until it's a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should check out, you should watch that movie and then just fast forward when things get scary. Scary um, or stupid? Right. <laughs> uh, the Green Inferno is getting a Blu-ray release. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, True Detective Season 2, um, which is a show you should turn off 20 minutes in. And uh, The Walk is getting its Blu-ray release, which was a pretty good movie. Um... Uh, oh, here's a good one. Uh, Joe Dirt 2, Beautiful Loser, is getting its Blu-ray release. So uh, It's Joe Dirt. <laughs> 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 um, I haven't seen that movie in forever, and I got it on Blu-ray because it's like $4. Yeah. Sitting on my shelf. We'll see. Uh, yep. Maybe one day I'll watch it. Uh, yep. Uh, Deathgasm? That mm-hmm. looks interesting. Yeah, they out for a while. <laughs> There's actually a trailer for Deathgasm on Turbo Kid. Oh, yeah? yeah. Was there? Oh, there was. Yeah. It's got kind of a cool poster. There's a guy playing a guitar and like an evil bat and some lady. <laughs> um, yeah. So that'll be interesting. You look um, like Mario over there. He does. He's wearing my great power, great responsibility shirt I got him. Yeah, that might be it. Oh, Sicario. It's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Sicario. Do you think that's going to have a limited edition steel book? <laughs> Do people want to watch a really bleak movie? Does... Actually, if you go to steelbook.com, <laughs> there's a lot of like, you know, not like a- like average just kind of movies that get steelbook editions. Mm-hmm. It's not like limited oh, to yeah. special. I know. I guess I can look on blu-ray.com. Blu-ray.com is cool. They put all the editions on there and what they come with. So you don't have to guess. It's like romantic comedies to get steelbooks. <laughs> I did oh. get a sweet Top Gun metal pack. Here's here's a pretty awesome one. The Phantom from 10,000 Leagues. You know, I think that's uh, you guys have been to Waterworld, right? Uh no. Uh, no? No. I'm pretty Have you been to Waterworld? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the clips of the movie hey. is that that oh. they're showing before you go onto the ride journey to the center of the earth. Oh. Is that movie? Is it like a little serpent kind of thing? Yeah, it's like this serpent thing, and it's got some. It's it's like a it's like an underwater dragon thingy. Yeah, it has um, to be from the fifties or something. It's like a poorly painted cover, uh, and then it's got this woman 
uh, in a bikini that she's swimming, and it's got both her legs, and it's like starting to pull her apart. Um, Sweet. Yeah. It's spread them. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, freezing horror. Uh, as a living nightmare strikes from the depths of the sea. That sounds definitely like atomic 1950s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Now um, when I think of Waterworld, all I, all I think of is that South Park episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> cool. Why there so many <laughs> Very cool. All right. <laughs> Ryan, what's next? Uh, I think we just have the movies, right? Cool. Oh, the time is now, the time is here. Now's the time for a bite of cheer. A tasty light where the price is right. Well, look at here, you'll dig this sight. The moment's handy for a piece of candy. Just name your brand, they're all so grand. Hey, what do you think of a nice cool drink? Or a big box filled with a popcorn thrill. Let your taste buds meet with an ice cream treat. Refresh yourselves, it's time to eat. So come on, folks, let's join the band as we all head for the refreshment stand. Like yeah, we'll have Dolby Atmos. Yeah, Ryan, uh, if you just want to start by us talking about which one we're going to review first. Uh, actually, I'm gonna we we saved our progress, and in the two minutes we saved our progress, I can update that Star Wars has made a billion dollars globally. Oh, I said that earlier in the show. Um, do you say it made a billion dollars already? I did. Well, fuck you then, James. <laughs> in twelve days, it you didn't say in twelve days. Million elsewhere this weekend. It had because uh, yeah. yeah. So is that is that a record? Is yeah, the so, crossing a billion dollars. Yeah, it was originally was Jurassic World at thirteen. Star Wars did it in twelve. Ha <laughs> ha! Get fucked, Jurassic World. That'll be in my top ten list for movies of the year. You son of a! I know, I know it will. I'm going to put. To jab I'm me. doing it in there just in spite of you. Just yeah, like I, know how you I put. Are. I know you are. Just how I put David O. Russell movies. I put David you Russell in my top ten. If I did, I'd put him in there. You're going to go see Joy and put Joy on your list. Just yeah. oh yeah. Oh, my mom is off this week. She says she'll watch my kid whenever. So I'm going to spend it. I'm gonna have a David or Russell marathon. How much do you think uh, Force Awakens will make on New Year's Day? Because uh, it averaged about thirty every day this week, and it's only like a week away. Well, the the question is like how many seats are at all the theaters that it'll be in, <laughs> and that's how many how much money it'll make. They'll all be filled. Yeah, that's what people are gonna do. I don't know. Here's the thing. Even if it does 50 to 60% less business next weekend, it's still like $75 million. Yeah. I, I think it'll do probably somewhere around One record you'll never get is opening Tuesday. <laughs> it actually has the highest uh, gross Tuesday ever. It beat The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But not the opening Tuesday, which Amazing Spider-Man still. Yeah. Because who releases a movie on a Tuesday? Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. wasn't that around a holiday or something? Yeah. Yeah, or was it Fourth of July Tuesday or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. So, anyways, we saw two movies this week. Um, do you guys want to go first, or do you want me to go first? No, you go first. Go ahead and talk to yourself first. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> I went saw The Big Short. That's an oxymoron. Cool. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> should people go see The Big Short? Absolutely, it's awesome. Cool. It's a it's a really fun movie about people's hardships. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> It sounds people's really bad. Lives being destroyed. It's hilarious. Yeah, um, it's how people's lives get ruined by financial disaster. Um, but it's really well made and it's pretty clever. Uh, here's a trailer for the Big Short. Michael, how are you? I found something really interesting. The whole housing market is propped up on these bad loans. They will fail. The housing market is rock solid. It's a time bomb. 
So Mike Burry, who gets his hair cut at Supercuts and doesn't wear shoes, knows more than Alan Greenspan. Dr. Mike Burry, yes, he does. <laughs> you know what? I'm pissed off. American people are getting screwed by the big banks. And I am getting madder and madder. It's unbelievable. Then this guy walks into my office and says, There's some shady stuff going down. All the banks were having a big old party. A few outsiders saw it when no one else could. The whole world economy might collapse. I'm sure the world's banks have more incentives than greed. You're wrong. No one's paying attention. The banks got greedy. And we can profit off of their stupidity. You want to bet against the banks? I think we're either high or having a stroke. Kind of brilliant. Fraud has never, ever worked. Eventually, things go south. When the hell did we forget all that? How can the banks let this happen? It's fueled by stupidity. But that's not stupidity, that's fraud. Tell me the difference between stupid and illegal and I'll have my wife's brother arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Any idea what you just did? You just bet against the American economy. If you're wrong, you can lose it all. The banks have defrauded the American people. Now we can kick them in the teeth. Okay, here we go. You target strippers with bad loans. Mm -hmm. No cash rich. Not going to be able to refinance. On all my loans? What do you mean all your loans? I have five houses. Anaconda. In the movie, it focuses on four groups of people where they all predict the collapse of the uh, the home market, the home buyer or the mortgage crisis. Oh, did that happen? It did in 2008. <laughs> um, and Christian Bell plays a doctor named uh, Michael Burry. I think it's Michael Burry. I know it's Dr. Burry. Uh, anyways, about two years before it happens, he predicts it and he wants to take out insurance against these loans and everyone's like dude you're stupid says that you know the housing market will never crash it's worth all this money everybody pays their mortgage uh so basically what he's doing is he's betting against people paying their mortgages and so what he does is he's paying deutsche bank bank of america uh goldman sachs he's basically paying them a premium on these uh I don't even know what they're like bonds that are a bunch of mortgages lumped together. And he says when they collapse, he's going to get his money back tenfold because the bank has to pay him because he's been paying on it. And it's really convoluted. And you're like, wait, what the fuck is he talking about? And then um, Ryan Gosling is the narrator and he's also a banker for Deutsche Bank. And he says, you know what? I can't explain it to you. So here's Margot Robbie in a, in a bathtub with champagne. And so she's talking because – Ryan Gosling constantly breaks the fourth wall. He's talking to you while yeah. the movie's going on. And so then it cuts to Margot Robbie and she's drinking champagne and she's explaining how the mortgage system works. Wow. And she says, Hey, basically just remember if they say subprime, it means shitty. Now get the fuck out of here. And it's so they have all these like cutaways to these celebrities explaining it. They have one. But it's a celebrity as a celebrity. So yeah. Like, as Margot celebrity. Robbie's not in the movie. It's just Mar. It's just here's a quick shot. Yeah. Of Margot Robbie. Yeah. She's in it for like three minutes explaining subprime mortgages. Wow. And, uh, cause Ryan Gosling comes and he says, 
He looks at the camera and says, you guys don't understand what the fuck I'm saying, do you? Here, you know what? Here's Margot Robbie in a bathtub drinking champagne explaining what subprime lending is. And so it's really cool how they do that because they're telling you what it is so you can understand why it's so stupid that the banks would do this. And so the movie is funny, but it's also a drama. And it's uh, directed by Adam McKay. Who did Anchorman and a bunch of other Will Ferrell movies? Written by him too. Yeah. yeah, and he made it kind of like a documentary, so the camera is always moving and it's kind of out of focus, but it's it's really well done. Um, all the other characters really don't interact with each other; they're both kind of on their own separate stories. Uh, Brad Pitt plays a retired banker who teams up with these guys who also recognize it, and it's really funny because they have a meeting at J.P. Morgan Chase. And uh, J.P. Morgan Chase sends down an assistant and won't let him upstairs because they don't make enough money. And so while they're there, they're like, oh, here's a bunch of other presentations that people didn't get to go upstairs. And they pick up one from Ryan Gosling's character who works for Deutsche Bank, who's trying to recruit all these investors to give him money to invest against his company. And uh, so they pick it up and like, whoa, no way. This is, I can't believe this is fucking happening. And then when the characters turns the camera and says, this isn't how we really found it. We read an article in a newspaper, but it just makes more sense in the movie for us to find it here. So you don't have to wait for us to go back, find the, new, the article in the magazine. We took dramatic license at this part. It's, it's really clever. <laughs> the movie's really good. Um, Steve Carell's really great in it where um, Christian Bell is kind of the uh, oddball in it. And you, you start with him. Steve Carell's the heart of the movie. Um, where he plays a guy named Frank Baum, I think is his name. I know it's Baum, but anyways, he looks for what's wrong with everything so that he's able to stick it to the big banks is like the coolest thing he could do. And uh, so it's kind of cool following him. And I mean, it's a really funny movie, but the part that really stuck out is so the two characters who team up with Brad Pitt's uh, retired investor, they're in Vegas and they realize that they're going to make tons of money off of this deal. That the people that are in charge are so freaking oblivious and so stupid that they don't know what's happening. And they're dancing in the lobby. And Brad Pitt says, hey, what the fuck are you doing? They're like, we just made tons of money. He's like, yeah, you realize people are going to lose their houses and that the suicide rate goes up 150% when the job market, every percent the job market goes to unemployment. And it's like this real realization that all these people are making money, yes, but on people who can't live in their homes anymore. And right. uh, so it's... It's a really cool movie, and it's really well done, and I think everybody should see it. Interesting. Um, it's funny. There's a Adam McKay has a podcast now called Surprisingly Awesome that people should check out. And he did an episode about tub thumping, and I, there's a. I have a reason to go this way. There's a purpose to the story. I'm not just like I don't want to talk <laughs> about th- tub thumping. Um, and in the episode about tub thumping, the reason he really likes that song is because it's actually by this band that's like a this like activist band that really wanted to make an impact on the, their society that they grew up in. Um, and he talks about in that episode, the fact that he actually like um, he's caught, he caught a lot of flack back in the day from like his, you know, college writing friends and stuff like that. Cause you know, he goes to Hollywood and starts writing movies and what does he write? He writes like Anchorman and all this shit that like, great. You, they, they all thought like you just, you went and became the man. Like, you know, you're this big activist who really has these big beliefs and the stuff that he wants to change about the world. And what does he do? He goes and writes like these just dumb comedies that what impact can they make? And he said, you know, the truth is the the plan has always been to use that stuff to build an audience. And then through 
the um, through like the the traction that you've built, you then use that to spring load your or to spring yourself into you know really being an activist and talking about stuff and changing people's minds about things and like um and so it it makes a lot of sense now that you look at it and you go like oh shit like he wasn't kidding like the whole plan here is clearly like hey get famous get a bunch of fa- friends like Margot Robbie who I can just put them all into a movie yeah. and talk about some shit that nobody else wants to talk about and make a movie that nobody wants to see um and that sounds cool yeah. i i definitely want to check out you should see out. it because he i mean obviously it's cool because he says he takes creative li- – I mean the narrator tells you they take creative liberties. Right. Because also when Ryan Gosling's pitching his idea to uh, Steve Carell's character, he uses Jenga. And the only reason he does it I think is to help the audience understand because there's right. no way – I mean I still don't understand some of the shit that happened in the movie. Yeah. But you know it helps you understand what they're trying to accomplish. And Ryan Gosling has this like assistant who always tells him like, "Wow, great fucking job, boss!" He's like, Shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> it's really funny. Just this random guy who just says all his ideas are great. Yeah, it's you should really see the movie. It's really good. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> what is he getting into? Um, there's glass. Yankee Yankee Candle stuff over there. Well, yeah, uh, playing with glass. Take some of the glass and throw yeah. it on the brick floor. And then Mia's, things in his mouth. Yeah, Mia's playing with him too. Oh, okay, good. So yeah, so definitely go see uh, the Big Short. Cool. Um, all the performances are really good in it. Um, yeah, it's a really well done, ma- a really well made, well done movie. Cool. Very cool. I had fun where, watching. Where did it. you see it? I saw it at the AMC Bowls. Oh, okay. I like because you can still reserve seats there. There you go. And if you go early enough, the tickets are four fifty. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the yeah, since the Alamo is basically only showing Star Wars right now. Yeah. And no. it's easier for me to run over there than it is to go to the Alamo. Yeah. Oh, totally. With Laura, because you know the Alamo's you know forty minutes away. <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah. So, so if you have the opportunity, I would definitely go see The Big Short. Very cool. Very cool. Now get the fuck out so we can talk about Hateful Eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we can talk about get Hateful Eight. Get the fuck out of your own house. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, this week, uh, Brad and I went and saw The Hate, or, uh, yeah, the Hateful Eight. In 70mm roadshow version. In 70mm um, at the Continental. Um, what Brad? do you think of Quentin Tarantino? Should people go see it? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, should people go see the Hateful Eight? Uh, yes, they should go see the Hateful Eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested to get in this conversation because no, people shouldn't go see Hateful Eight. Really? I'm interested to hear it now. Um, yeah. Uh, this is one of the biggest disappointments for me of the year, and wow. um, easily my least favorite Tarantino film. It's a, it's an absolute mess. <laughs> um, so yeah, Harsh. I, I can't recommend that people see this movie um there's some cool stuff in it but i like like it's a it's a movie you should rent um you know watch the oh shit (laughs) that that is a hell of a sound now those were kellen's teeth against the mic itself Uh, yeah yeah see it's cute because he understands what we do with them Uh uh-huh yeah yeah (laughs) why don't you do this during his review (laughs) because he likes to derail brad um, so here is the trailer for The Hateful Eight. Got room for one more? They call him the hangman. 
when the handbell says dead or alive, the rest of us just shoot you in the back and up on top of perch somewhere and bring you in dead over a saddle. But when John Roof, the hangman, catches you, you hang. Get in, boys! This here is Daisy Domergue. She's wanted dead or alive for murder. When that sun comes out, I'm taking this woman to hang. Is there anybody here committed to stopping me from doing that? Well, well, well. Looks like Minnie's haberdasher is about to get cozy for the next few days. Yes, it does. One of them fellas is not what he says he is. Move a little strange, you're gonna get a bullet. Not a warning, not a question. A bullet. We're talking. <laughs> I literally almost fell asleep in the first half of this movie. Wow. Um, yeah, like I have. Uh, yeah, this movie is a complete mess to me. And uh, and I don't. Are you gonna elaborate? The movie was three hours long. Yeah. So so there is some cool stuff. So yeah, there's like press delete. There, good. Yeah. <laughs> he literally was very close to the yeah, button. <laughs> um. So, um, movie starts. There's an overture, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, and then uh, and yeah, it's three hours long. It's got an intermission. And if in you it. don't know what an overture is, apparently for this movie, it's just a picture on the screen that says overture. Yeah, which is not really. The f- like it's only a minute long. When you like, started, was it like backwards, like mirrored? No, so that would have been cool. It said like e trevor. No, it was it was <laughs> it was uh, it was correct, but it was just long enough to um to be kind of shaky and to have a lot of dirt on it to remind me like oh yeah you forced me to see this movie in a like old format where like it might not actually look that good, but okay this is fun I'll go along with your for your ride. Um, and it wasn't really an overture because basically all it is is it's a, it is a, um, old, uh, Aneo Morcone, um, song or track that he like found or whatever. I didn't read the story on where he got the music, but, um, it's, it's basically just that song plays, um, which that song is out of place. Um, it doesn't really fit with the, the sequences where it plays in the movie, but, um, because it wasn't made for the movie, um, and it, that song plays, and when it's over, the overture is over, which is not, like, an overture, like, they used to, like, play a little piece of each each song that's in the movie some, and it was kind of like an intermission to warn you, hey, the movie's about to start. Um, but this one's just, like, a minute and a half long and not not much. Um, and then, uh, so the, the first half of the movie, um, so it's told in chapters, mm-hmm. um, so we've seen that before. Um, at least this time... Most of the chapters are in order, except for one, um, though they're numbered in order, I think. Um, the so it starts off with them all like getting into the carriage, and we start meeting these characters, and they all conveniently know each other already, which that part I'm fine with. Um, and that part I was, I was, you know, I was like, okay, this is interesting, but it wasn't, 
it's not the it's not the same poppy dialogue and I wasn't as like interested or entertained. Like my whole theater, like, you know, they laughed every now and then, but it was like like that part usually is the part where he's like he's got a really funny conversation going and people are talking about, you know, uh, what the meaning of like a virgin really is, or like whatever it is, right? Usually there's some dialogue there that's sort of fun, and I'm I was just like, okay, these inter- these characters are kind of interesting. Eventually, you're gonna build tension with this, but there is no tension in the first half of this movie until the very last little segment before the intermission. Um, and some sections of it I feel like are just retread, like the part where I was really bored and genuinely was like, man, I could just fall asleep right now. They're like they're eating soup and they're just retreading. Over the same ground we've been over before of like, well, we don't know which of these, uh, you know, there's a couple of these characters that we don't know if we can trust and it's in the same way we didn't know if we could trust them before. And then like, oh yeah, and then some of them are racists or whatever. Um, and even with the way that the movie ends and, and I don't think that that scene, like, I don't think it adds anything. It's just boring and long-winded. Um, I just, yeah. Does it need so. It needed the intermission just to let me get up and stretch my legs, and then like, like okay, what Ryan Ryan from across the room just asked if it needs the intermission. The intermission is nice because it basically restarts the movie, and then the second half of the movie is a whole lot better. Like the second half of the movie, all of a sudden there's a narrator for no apparent reason, um, basically just to explain the fact that he's gonna skip over some shit that he probably could just not tell us, and we'd f- be fine with. Um, it, well, yeah, yeah. Um, until the narrator comes in again and tells us, like, the one lady has a secret and why she has a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, because he d- apparently he wants to... I don't know why he didn't just direct that part. Like, that's the part he should have flashed back to and shown us that. Instead, he flashes back and shows us all this other shit that, like, we don't need all of this. Like, it's not actually that important. And some of it doesn't really change, um, like, the like the dynamics between the characters. Like, they, they give us, he gives us so much stuff in that flashback that it's kind of cool. Like, some of that sequence is pretty neat, like, watching them plan, you know, who they're going to kill. Um, but I, I just don't think it, it doesn't make as big of an impact as, like, some of his, as I, I think it, it feels like it's supposed to. Like, it's just, at a certain point, you're like, okay, I don't know why I needed all that. Um, but anyway, Brad, how'd you feel? I thought it was fun. Like, no? I thought it'd make a great play to watch, like, on stage. I, yeah. Um, and uh, I was entertained. Like, there's no point where I was, like, watching my watch. And I was like, ooh, it's it, the whole thing's a whodunit. And uh, the only thing I, like, I had this nagging feeling the whole time of, like, I feel like I've seen this movie before. What movie is this? And then Zach said, you've seen Reservoir Dogs, right? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, like, pretty much just Reservoir Dogs in the West. Yeah. Um, maybe a little longer. Because um, it is. <laughs> it's a lot longer. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, it's it like I was I was engaged in like <coughs> the whole point of it is just a who done it, like here's the mystery and it's got some trying to be interesting conversation. Yeah, I I guess maybe I tuned out a little bit. Um when Walton Goggins comes in, they have he has an exchange with Sam Jackson. Uh um, in the you carriage. Mean in the carriage? Yeah, in the carriage early oh, on yeah. when they're riding there. Yeah, that, that conversation's not much. I think I think they're the, they're fighting over the north versus south stuff. Right. Yeah. Um yeah. Which, that's really, like, that's the story. Like, the story of the movie is supposed to be Walton Goggins and Samuel Jackson. Because of where everything goes, like, really, they're the characters who have an arc, 
things change for them. Like they they end up actually being the more interesting part of the movie. So like, and and I'm I'm fine with with there being like a misdirect or like hey hey like pay attention to Kurt Russell for a while and and I'll I'll build this stuff in the background. Like that's cool. Um, but but yeah, like I think a lot of that dialogue ends up just being kind of waste. And I'll be honest, I've always been a you know I'll, I've always been somebody who defends both you know his use of language, but also like his use of racial slurs. This is the first time I genuinely think he crosses the line a few times. Hmm. I I think that he uses the n word here just to be funny and not to make fun of racism. Usually he like there is a difference between. Like every time it's used in in Django Unchained, he's making fun of racism and making racists look stupid. Uh, and a friend of mine pointed out, like the truth is, he also breaks that rule in um, in Pulp Fiction in his scene where he talks about like, what does my house look like? Did you see a sign when you drove up that said "dead"? Inward storage, right? Um, and that truth, I mean that that really is sort of him just using that word because he's like, hey, it's funny if I say the N word, right? Um, in this movie, I think there's a number of times, and I even I, I can prove it because I sat in an audience where there were times when people were laughing a lot, and they were just laughing because someone used the N word a lot in a sentence, like, and it, and the only reason they used it was to be excessive with that word. Like, he usually doesn't. He's usually a lot better about that, and this time, I think he very clearly crossed a line. Um, uh-huh. It seemed like that's what those characters would say. So it's just being authentic. I I have a hard time with being authentic when like so much of this movie is also like over the top and and inauthentic. That like that's the thing. Like he he sets this movie up like it's gonna be like oh man this is like a throwback western movie right like it's got an overture and an intermission and like look how cool this is I shot it you know in this way that looks really pretty and is 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 very authentic to the time. And then he does a bunch of shit to completely work against that. Like, add in the that's chapters. That's fun about it. It's nah. like, that's, that's what you, you go to see a Tarantino movie for, because, like, there's some level of over-the-topness. Like, he doesn't make it's, biopics or no, no, I, historical I mean, epics. No, I think the over-the-top is fine. I don't think you can have your cake and eat it, too. I don't think you can say, hey, this movie's over-the-top, but it's authentic when I want to use the N-word. Like, I don't think you can... I, I don't think that's a fair argument. Like, I, I think if you're going to be over the top, then you also... If you're going to be over the top and modern, you also have to be modern about, uh, like, how you're using that language and why. Um, and in in my mind, like, there are a few... Definitely a few places where he uses that language to be funny. Hmm. Um, which was disappointing. Like, I, I just... Yeah. Um, I think, like, the authentic... Like, setting up the authenticity is, like as like a misdirect is what helps the overtopness be more effective so that's fair so like you're just more surprised yeah Um, yeah like when he shoots that guy's head and it blows up yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) or when uh they drink the poison (laughs) (coughs) see and that's no one vomits like that (laughs) i i found that to be kind of not funny like that that joke didn't play for me um the the story that Samuel L. Jackson tells, yeah. um, to me is just very sophomoric. Yeah. Like I just watched that 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 whole thing and I'm like, really? Like this is one big suck my dick joke? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, it's just it, my, my it audience loved like it. <laughs> uh, no, my audience was fine with it too. That doesn't necessarily, uh, but I wasn't. Yeah. Like that's my problem. Is like, and I wouldn't even say my audience loved it. I would say there were some laughs. But I would most of this most of the, the, the theater was pretty quiet most of the time. Um 
Like it, it, it never got to be that thing where like you found yourself laughing at things because everyone was laughing. Like that never happened in this movie. Um, is, does Kellen want me to leave? He's telling me bye bye. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't think the movie works very well. Um, which is really unfortunate because I think the performances are good. Um, I think there's some cool little elements of the mystery like like the chair and stuff like that um but even that like okay samuel L. jackson meets bob immediately doesn't trust bob and starts asking him these questions and then it takes for people to start dying for him to finally go like hey hey bob you're no good like no you know and especially because when he lays out all of his arguments you're like you knew all of that immediately when one of your arguments is i know she hates you come on now like, why did you wait so long? And why did you, like... Uh, yeah, I there's stuff like that about the mystery where I'm just like, this just doesn't fit. Because he had to, like, wait for self-defense. No, he didn't. That's Be- what he, That's how he baited... He baited that guy. Yeah. That wasn't self-defense. That's that's that's. But Bob justified. wasn't a threat until people started dying, so... Neither was that guy. That guy's an old man that. in a chair. That guy's not a threat. He could have baited Bob just as well. He could have fucking beat bob to death in the barn like he if he knows you know like he's in this place especially look at it this way no he's suspicious so he is this like very upfront and progressive um black uh bounty hunter right and he's in this place owned and operated by a black family that he now suspects have been murdered by this dude he waits for a day like to accuse this guy? No, it it just it, it I that that one just doesn't work for me. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just it, yeah, I'm I'm very frustrated with this movie, and it's not it's not the worst. Is it a movie people should check out if they like Tarantino? Sure, but it's also the worst Tarantino movie. Hmm. Like I I don't, and I was I was like, you know, like Django Unchained. I'm like, yeah, it was fun, but it wasn't like you know earth-shattering this movie like i i never need to watch this again hmm. like it's just i yeah i don't like it all right so split anywhere. decision yeah not that james's opinion is, is wrong just yeah he, he didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> um i had fun now i have to see it you know yeah it's not I was, like i was bummed it was afi's out. top 100 list but i had fun yeah no i mean i could have saw it at you know 10 40 at night but I didn't want to be out till two in the morning. God, it's so long winded. And then I have to wake up at you know five to take care of my little boy. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that, I was actually that, bothered by the intermission. I was like, I want to keep going. The uh, well, yeah, because that's the part where the movie gets good. Well, actually, when it's minutes. not the seventy millimeter, I guess uh, <laughs> when it plays as a regular screening, it'll be no overture, no intermission. Just really? I think they'll probably cut out some stuff to trim it down to two hours. Really? Yeah. Really. Well, maybe, that's what maybe, Zach was saying. Maybe that's the version. There's some. Stu- I I know that there's some stuff not in. The other version, but I figured it was just like shots that would only look. So is it only a title card for the intermission, or is there other stuff going on? Uh, no, it's, it's a blank a... screen for the intermission, actually. Yeah, it's a, it's a real intermission. So like, it comes up and says intermission, and then the reel stops, and then they start a new reel that has like a minute of intermission on it, and then mm. the movie starts. Interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Of the last movie I had that had intermission. What a poster uh, do you get in your book? Gods and Generals. Uh, <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> What do you mean? What poster did I get? Most? Did you get a? I got a the little program guide. Yeah, I got a program. I got a roadshow like program. Yeah, what character was in the middle? 
Oh god, the I center fold. I think it was Donna, Donna, the, the lady. Oh, I looked at it for yeah. a second, and you know. Well, I just because Zach and I both got a, a Tim Ross character, and then uh, Taylor said he got a, I think yeah, Daisy. Hmm. So I had no idea that there were different posters. So the whole the whole last two chapters are are good. The last two chapters are what the movie should have been. Um, but I I I, I lit a do re mi candle. From Yankee Candle, it's from their Sound of Music collection. If you want to, sorry, yeah. I take that back. Does it the, smell like Germany? The, <laughs> the third to last chapter and the last chapter. The second to last chapter is the flashback. So, I don't care about that one as much. So yeah, those two chapters are the ones I like because that's where like people are negotiating and like there's actually tension and he does a good job there. But um, yeah, um, so I get entertainment weekly because i think they have good articles and interviews in it yeah but their covers are awful yeah um on on the new one it says star wars exclamation point ray of light but are how do they spell ray god damn it. a new hero rules the galaxy spoilers that she becomes the new darth vader i know man and then bridget jones is back she is yeah um our Fuck. favorite wanton sex goddess Returns. I have. I have. That's the first time I've seen wanton not used in legal terms, uh, <laughs> or on on a Chinese menu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Uh, so I, yeah. I had a new theory on uh, Ray's parents. Okay. Uh. So spoiler warning for Star Wars. Yeah. So if you still haven't seen Star Wars, which you're in a very you're a minority at this point. Um, is it? We're gonna is talk about a, Star Wars again. Is this a Kenobi theory? No. It's okay. a. Uh, because I was, I was between Skywalker and Kenobi and Solo. Oh, okay. Uh, more, but um, it's like a misdirect because she's so good at piloting the Millennium Falcon. I just totally didn't realize that she could be a chewy. Anakin Skywalker was once considered the best pilot, even as a dumb little kid. Yeah. So maybe Ray is also a great pilot <laughs> and a great force user because she's a Skywalker, basically. So. I'm more in the Skywalker camp than I, I was of her being. So she's a cousin instead of a yeah. sister. Or what if uh, when Anakin goes back to save his mom, he didn't know that the Sam people cut a baby out of her and the baby is Ray. So Ray's like 60 years old. <laughs> uh, I uh, I don't have a good argument for it, but I really like I like the idea that somehow she's a Kenobi. Well, but she's um, a Kenobi, though. She'd be really old. Yeah. Because yeah, Kenobi hmm. died. Who knows? Thirty years before, so she guess she'd be thirty. But I don't know. maybe maybe she's a grandson of Kenobi, or granddaughter of Kenobi. So when Kenobi was off, you know, yeah, with his thoughts, he's actually fucking people. Yeah, yeah. What and are you gonna do? And those people fucked to, other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get to Tatooine, like, what are you gonna do? But start crushing chicks. I know, there's so many theories because too, you know, if she's Luke Skywalker's daughter, you know, part of being a Jedi is you're not allowed to have relations. So he broke that rule too. Well, but I guess he didn't rules. know because, but he wasn't he wasn't a Jedi anymore. He was Ben Kenobi. Ah, that's right. And there's no Jedi Order to Yeah, right, there's no to. Jedi Order. And, so he probably and, maybe didn't know. And his job was to hide himself. And the best way to hide that you're a Jedi? Crush chicks. Fuck it. She's a Vulcan. <laughs> what kind of rule is that in the Jedi Order anyway? It's a like, shitty made up one for the prequels? Yeah. Made no sense to me. Yeah. Well, if you're a celibate, then you can focus more on your craft. I guess. <laughs> Guys, you don't follow the logic of George Lucas in prequels, and it's really starting to irritate yeah, neither, me. Neither, neither is George They're basically Lucas. a bunch of priests that are running around. Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. Justice priests. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. 
since she's a great pilot and yeah yeah and from yeah tattooing but she can also just be a great pilot because she has spent her whole life like working on ships and taking ships apart and and being, be. being owned by Simon Pegg who owns a bunch of ships <laughs> um yeah I don't know it could be that just way. speculation, or she I, could just be a dude, or like, or she oh, she could be a dude. No. <laughs> she's only like five hundred and sixty days, guys. And she's we'll actually a answer. strange alien that looks like a girl, but is actually a dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 three knots on her head are actually her testicles. <laughs> That's horrible. Sorry, mom. Yeah. Just just a disappointment <laughs> to your mother. Yeah. Yeah, Merry Christmas. She's <laughs> picturing her on the couch right now, just shaking her head. Like, no, with no, her headphones on. No, she's in her car. She just she just ran off the road into a. <laughs> she didn't run off. She just a median. She's calmly just pulled over and parked, <laughs> <laughs> and start crying a little bit. Oh. <laughs> oh man! At least I had two. Man, what was it the other day that she said she was she was driving and like laughing so hard as she as she was trying to get on the interstate. Um, that it was like actually kind of dangerous that she was listening <laughs> to it at the same time. But anyway, cool. Uh, so next week is film explosion. So yeah. make sure you send us your favorite films of 2015. I'll send out a few tweets and yeah, yeah, posts yeah. to remind people. Yeah. Um, you can do that by emailing us at real nerds at Gmail. You can tweet us at real nerds and send it to us on Facebook. Send it to us on Facebook at real nerds, Facebook, Something, something Facebook.com Facebook. Facebook. slash real nerds podcast. Facebook.realnerds.tumblr.com. And you can call them in. We have a phone in. number yeah, that no yeah, one yeah. uses. Yeah. 7206 Nerds 5. For those of you who are in the know, you can you can text us. Yep. You can um, write us a letter at one. No, don't get my address. We can give them your P.O. Box, and that's fine. <laughs> Send us a uh, handwritten formal letter to P.O. Box 280191, Lakewood, Colorado, 80228. There we go. Wow. Yeah. You're going to get anthrax next week. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, see this powder I got? <laughs> <coughs> I don't know how, but some snow got in my, <laughs> in my film explosion list. Oh, God. See, my little boy's cute now. He'll play with his Legos. That's what he's doing right now. Oh. Like he, uh, yeah. <laughs> he uh he's pretty good at playing now. As long as you give him stuff yeah. to do. Yep. <laughs> then he picks up his dolls or his stuffed animals and he'll like talk to one and he'll yell at the other one. So I think he's talking to me and he's yelling cuz like his mom yells at him all the time and <laughs> just kidding. Um yeah, so make sure you send cool. us your favorite films. Oh, it's going to take me a long time to pick my favorite films. Yeah. I'm trying to find films oh. to put on it. Really? That's the thing. My my top my the 10 is a lock. Like and it has been for a while. Um like I, I well, cuz like I, I knew I was like, well, you know, Star Wars will probably get in there. So like I saved some room. So yeah. I, I kind of knew like, okay, these are the 10 movies that I think have to be on this list. Um but man, figuring out how to order it and what's supposed to be at the top? Woof. There's a lot of good movies, but like my list is for the great movies, and it's hard to pick ten. There's a lot of great movies this year. No. Yeah. Fantastic Four. We're, we're talk about <laughs> Mordecai. I did consider doing like an anti <laughs> best of list. It's like doing the ten worst <laughs> instead. That'd be pretty fun. But there's 
a handful of great ones. I was like, well, <laughs> but you don't want to give, you don't want to give props to a movie that doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Cause then like, some guys driving home, some studio exists. Wow. People in Colorado liked Mordecai. <laughs> Mordecai strikes back. <laughs> I think that they weren't the trying bottom. to make huh? like, uh, something out of it. Like, uh, I think they're trying to make a franchise out of Mordecai. It felt like it, it that With the whole mustache thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that seemed like that was me his, his fedora, you know? Yeah, exactly. That movie became, um, or is is pretty much single handedly the reason why um, Johnny Depp became the most overpaid actor this year. That and Transcendence. <laughs> yeah. That was last year. Yeah, Actually, I forgot to say. So, um, so I went to Kevin Smith uh, Q and A like oh, last yeah. Monday. Yeah, or Monday before that, and uh, I can't believe I didn't talk about this on the show because he yeah uh, talked about making yoga hosers with Johnny Depp and like that guy did it for free, wow. so he wasn't paid at all. <laughs> huh. Um, just cause he loves just hanging out with his kid and, you know, making, you know, wearing a prop dick nose. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, he read a page from Yoga Hosers for us, um, where Jay and Silent Bob show up to the, uh, nice. or not for Yoga Hosers, uh, Moose Jaws. Yeah. I heard, uh, Bob gets it in Moose Jaws. Yeah. That's what he's been talking about. Whatever. Um, we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, the scene is like the whole town hall scene from Jaws where, <laughs> Sweet. Silent Bob's drawing a dick on the whiteboard, and then Jay comes in, like scratches his nails on the whiteboard or something, and yeah, it's pretty funny. Nice. Looking forward to it. Uh, here, let's. I didn't let's, record it. <laughs> let's let's play this game for a second. Do you guys remember Jupiter Ascending came out this year? Yeah. yeah. Came out. In Holy March. shit! March. March. Oh my goodness. I that seems years ago, and also really bad. Um, Ryan is is Fifty Shades of Grey going to end up on your list? Oh man, is it? <laughs> you know I can't wait for the sequel, Fifty Shades of Black. That's a sequel, right? No, that's <laughs> no. There's actually a Fifty Shades of 50 Black Shades coming out, and it's like uh, a Marlon Wayans parody. I know yeah, it is. And it, I saw the trailer. I'm like, wow, this actually looks better than the movie, and it still looks awful. Do you remember Hot Tub Time Machine Two? Was yeah, this year? that was a piece of garbage too. That was fun. Uh, I wouldn't own it, but <laughs> <laughs> you you also thought Father's Day was fun, so I don't I expect yeah. that from you. Do you guys remember Chappie came yeah. out this year? I didn't get to see that one. Uh, oh, really? Because two guys told me it was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, you not, it's yeah. not good. It's not. And good. after Elysium, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, I like Elysium, but this is. But if you don't like Elysium, oh God, yeah. Elysium had yeah. some cool badass action. But yeah. Story was in there. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Even the director says, like, yeah, story's not important to me. <laughs> Obviously in Chappie. Yep. Because the ending, you're like, oh, oh, and then it's over. Uh, cool. All right. Cool. See you next week. See you. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. You're just reading. And it's going to be my fault, isn't it? Yeah. That's page one. Great. He really, like, he's just suddenly obsessed. He's like, holy shit. Well, because he's never been able to stand on a table before. Right.
Get wow. I'm I'm sorry. Kellen, with great power comes great responsibility. I got him a shirt that said that for Christmas. I'm and so you, stoked. now that you know you can climb up on the table, it's your responsibility not to break yourself in half when you fall off. Maybe we should just, like, push him off and hurt him just to teach him the lesson. Bye, 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 bye. You have the worst friends, Mom. They teach me bad things and then they won't let me do them. Ba 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 ba. Maybe I should turn. I could. I could turn my bass all the way down. This way, I won't sound so so sick. That actually works. All the way down. I sound a whole lot better in the in the in my headphones. Oh my! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! This is so much better.